Coming up on We Talk News This Week, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. How about the sixth time that the Safe Banking Act goes to the U.S. House? It's official. Mississippi is the 37th state in the union with a medical marijuana program, and their governor signs it into law. The NFL had a tough week after facing a lawsuit from former coach Brian Flores, but they did manage to grant $1 million for research to study CBD and other cannabinoids for its pain management benefits for the players. All that and state reports from coast to coast on We Talk News next. Pro-Cannabis Media Programming and PCM-TV is supported by Revolutionary Clinics, Massachusetts' number one medical dispensary where the patient comes first, and by Salient Systems for Video Surveillance. You've got regulations, Salient has solutions for your security needs. And by Accounting Buds, your number one CPA specialist for the cannabis industry. We are Pro-Cannabis Media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Weed Talk News. I'm Elena Pinto reporting for Pro Cannabis Media. Our top story comes from Washington, D.C., where lawmakers continue to try to enact federal reform. Now it's the Safe Banking Act's sixth effort to pass in the House. And this time it's being attached to the Competes Bill. And that's the Creating Opportunities to Meaningfully Promote Excellence in Technology Bill. Safe banking was attached to the national defense vote in the Senate last year, but it got dropped at the last minute. Colorado Congressman Ed Perlmutter is hoping the sixth time is the charm for safe banking because he's retiring after this session, after being the original author of that bill. And with the rest of the news from our nation's capital, here's Vote Pro Podcast, Phil Adams with the DC Report. Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News DC Report. The Washington DC City Council unanimously approved a measure this week to expand access to medical marijuana for seniors and declare a cannabis tax holiday. The Medical Marijuana Patient Access Extension Emergency Amendment Act of 2022 allows DC residents 65 and older to self-certify their own eligibility for medical marijuana without having to get a doctor's recommendation. The legislation also extends the registration renewal deadline and creates a one-week sales tax holiday for medical cannabis starting on 420. The aim of the legislation is to remove some of the logistical hurdles for senior patients and to stem the growth of districts black market sales by encouraging DC residents to buy their cannabis from licensed dispensaries. A member of the Maryland House of Delegates introduced a bill this week to regulate adult use in the state should voters pass the ballot initiative he introduced late last year. In December, Maryland Delegate Luke Klippinger who serves as chairman of the recently formed House Cannabis Referendum and Legalization Workgroup, filed a bill to put legalization on the state's 2022 ballot. Confident that Marylanders will vote in favor of the referendum, Clippinger this week introduced House Bill 837, which would allow adults 21 and older to purchase and possess up to one and a half ounces of cannabis. 
The bill also provides for automatic expungements for those with prior cannabis convictions. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer met with a group of cannabis reform advocates this week to provide an update on the pending Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, offering only vague details about the timeline for introducing the bill. Schumer told participants it will be done, quote, soon. Schumer also addressed criticism he's received over how long it's taken to file the CAOA, saying that he and Senate colleagues want to take their time to ensure that equity provisions are effectively incorporated into the legislation. Groups represented at the meeting include the Drug Policy Alliance, the Cannabis Regulators of Color Coalition, Immigrant Defense Project, Women Grow, Vocal New York, and Normal's Rochester, New York affiliate, Rock Normal. That's this week's Weed Talk news from around the Beltway. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. The next big national story is about the National Football League. And this time, it has nothing to do with the Super Bowl or Tom Brady's retirement. This one has to do with the league's efforts to manage pain and move away from the opioids it used to prescribe on a daily basis. The league will study the role cannabis and CBD have on inflammation and managing the pain that football players have on a chronic level. And that million dollar grant is going to researchers at University of California, San Diego and the University of Regina. With the rest of the news from the Golden State of California, here's the American Cannabis Reports, Christopher Smith. Hey, thanks for the nice intro. This is the first California report for February, 2022 for Weed Talk News. Groundhog Day just passed, and it looks like we're going to have six more weeks of 72 and sunny. Sorry, Jimmy, I couldn't resist. Back to the left coast, North Bay Credit Union of Santa Rosa, which is north of San Francisco, uh, is offering a special bonus to its cannabis customers, a share in a special $250,000 dividend. It's the first patronage dividend in the credit union's history, unlike most commercial banks, North Bay Credit Union has been serving the cannabis industry since 2019. Now, if you'd think that prohibitionists would have looked for someone else to pick on in the 25 years since we legalized the plant for medicinal use back in 1996, unfortunately, you'd be dead wrong. Fortunes, families, and farmers' lives have been lost fighting for their piece of the California dream, and still, a Republican Assembly member whose name shall not be spoken has proposed that illegal grows again become a felony. Now, it's luckily, it's unlikely that this felony fever dream will ever become law. Finishing up with two branding stories, a new brand just launched in California that we can be proud of, Black Buddha Cannabis. Black Buddha is set to establish a new paradigm for the industry as a Black-owned, environmentally conscious, wellness-focused, and equity-driven brand. Founder Roz McCarthy launched the company after recovering from a car accident that left her with a traumatic brain injury. Cannabis literally saved McCarthy's life, and she created the Black Buddha cannabis brand as a testament to her healing. Last, it wouldn't be a California Roundup without a head-scratcher. California pastor Craig Gross is described by High Times as an entrepreneur, an adult pastor, and a founder of the TripleXChurch.com. That's the LA version of a triple threat, baby. Triple X Church is not a Vin, Vin Diesel joint, however. It's a church whose website looks like St. Peter got a web design job with Fast Company. 
The book on the homepage promises a new way to talk about sex, porn, and masturbation. And if that didn't make you barf into your bong water, the porno pastor has just launched, you guessed it, Christian Cannabis, which will include biblical ingredients such as frankincense and myrrh. Now, what do you want to bet that they offer a strain called Burning Bush that makes you see God and change your evil ways? You heard it here first. I'm Christopher Smith, publisher of the American Cannabis Report, bringing you visions of beaches, bongs, and burning bush for Weed Talk News. Montana's legal cannabis industry is off to a booming start. That state did $1.5 million in sales the first day. But now after 30 days, basically the first month, the total is $12.8 million in sales. That total also generated over $2 million in tax revenue. Mississippi is now the 37th state in the U.S. to decriminalize cannabis, and Mississippi's governor, Tate Reeves, signed that bill this week, starting its medicinal marijuana program. The governor did reiterate the fact that he recognizes the medicinal benefits of the cannabis plant, though he did say those who really want a recreational program, it could lead to more people smoking and less people working with all the societal and family ills that brings. Next state report, we go down to Florida with Heather Allman. I'm Heather Allman from Canvas Law Report with This Week in Florida for We Talk News. Ballard Partners recently launched a national cannabis practice group and tapped Courtney Coppola for the new venture. She once served as director of Florida's Office of Medical Marijuana Use and developed the state's regulatory framework, so her talents will be used wisely. On February 1st, Representative Dodie Joseph spoke out in favor of cannabis access and directly against the war on drugs, as she tweeted, quote, For those who just need medical attention, I want them to get the help they need instead of just being locked up. Joseph, a Democrat, worked as a city debt attorney in Miami-Dade County and since leaving has openly disapproved of how the state handles drug crimes. She's now sponsoring HB 725, which aims to decriminalize small amounts of marijuana and decrease criminal penalties. Canvas possession of one ounce or less would incur a $50 fine rather than a potential first-degree misdemeanor charge under the proposed bill. Although both parties agree that Canvas conversation is far from over, with the Republican-led Senate this session, HB 725 faces an uphill battle and has yet to be scheduled for committee hearing. In other news, First Coast Security has laid off nearly 300 employees in Florida. The job cuts were made after the company lost its contract with TrueLeave, the state's largest medical cannabis company. The layoffs were not announced publicly until January 28th, and they mostly affected 283 armed security guards. However, managers, supervisors, and dispensary employees in nearly every corner of the state were also cut, affecting at least 30 locations on the Gulf Coast alone. That's a wrap for Florida Cannabis this week. I'm Heather Allman from Cannabis Law Report for We Talk News. Back to the Northeast now, and Rhode Island legislators continue to work on a bill that will open up the adult use market in the ocean state. The big question left, though, is who is going to set up regulations and enforce them? Right now, the Department of Business Regulation is overseeing the medical program in that state, and some legislative leaders want a designated commission to oversee both programs. These are not deal breakers and expect legal adult use in Rhode Island sometime this year. Now let's head up to Vermont with Jesse Lynn Dolan. I'm Jesse Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses. 
and this is the Weed Talk News Vermont Report. Capadonna, an inspector deck of Wu-Tang with the Sensi All-Stars, brought to you by Sensi Magazine, will be featured at a February 4th celebration at Zen Barn to usher in Vermont's newest industry and say goodbye to prohibition. The show starts at nine, so jump on the bandwagon. Proof of COVID vaccination or negative test within 72 hours is required. The Cannabis Control Board met for the third time in the last week and a half to continue its review of submitted public comments relating to proposed rules one and two. Meeting hours went long past the allotted and scheduled time. One thing they're still considering is requiring cannabis producers to use biodegradable or reusable packaging but remain on the fence as to whether or not such a requirement would be too onerous. Vermont Cannabis Solutions Law Firm's February luncheon and networking event, which was canceled in January due to COVID, came back February 2nd at Gaston Weed Company in Stowe. They held this event on private property, so it was consumption friendly and product sample exchanges were encouraged. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. While the cannabis movement continues in one state after another in the U.S. and Europe, it's a little different. Stephen Arthur George has our weekly European cannabis report, and he has the latest on some more countries who are moving towards setting up legal markets. I'm Stephen Arthur George from Kai Advisors in Lisbon, Portugal. This is the European Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. Israel imported over 43 tons of cannabis in 2021. Israel, although not in Europe, is becoming one of the largest importers of medical cannabis globally. In 2021, they imported over double that of Germany. And as I said, although not in Europe, Israel is emerging as one of the big players in the medical cannabis industry and will continue to do so moving forward. Back in Europe, Poland emerges as the next possible big player. There is now over 10,000 active patients with medical cannabis prescriptions. This makes Poland one of the top three largest markets in Europe. Regulation changes were also discussed last month in Parliament, but nothing has been published as of yet. A little bit farther south, the Kenyahin Mafia has its eye on legal cannabis trade in Europe. It was reported this week that the Kenyahin Mafia has been buying up farms in Spain. With the rise in CBD consumption in Europe, they see a large opportunity. That being said, luckily, most legal programs require a very stringent back check for prior criminal activity. That's the European Cannabis Report. I'm Stephen Arthur George from Kai Advisors reporting for Weed Talk News. The Green Market Report's Deborah Borchardt is introducing a hemp-based report every week. And on Friday, she joins Jimmy Young on Green Rush Live to talk about women in cannabis media. For now, here's Deborah's Green Market Report this week. This is the business update from the Green Market Report for Weed Talk News. This week, earnings season kicked off with a big name. The Scott's Miracle Grow Company reported that company-wide sales in the quarter dropped 24% to 
$566 million. The company also announced plans to restructure its hydroponics subsidiary, Hawthorne, after the sales dropped. Scott said it will take a restructuring charge of up to $5 million in the second quarter. Verano made a big move into the coveted New York market with a large acquisition. They are buying Goodness Growth Holdings, which has the subsidiary called Virio Health, in an all-stock deal valued at $413 million. New York is in the process of creating its program for adult use sales, which are expected to begin in 2023. And like a broken record, High Times has seen another CEO depart and has extended its reggae offering yet again. Peter Horvath resigned from his position, and Paul Henderson was named the newest CEO, making that four CEOs in four years. Henderson is also the interim CFO, so that's two C-suite executives for the price of one. That's it for this week. I'm Deborah Borchardt, and this has been your business update from the Green Market Report for Weed Talk News. Access to capital is still the biggest challenge in the cannabis industry, and it's not specific to any state. In Pennsylvania, it's especially challenging. And that's why we depend on Claudia Post from the Most Cannabis Group to tell us what's hot and what's not in the Keystone State. I'm Claudia Post from Most Consulting Group right here in the Keystone State, Pennsylvania, reporting for We Talk News. First up, smaller companies are being sidelined in Pennsylvania because of access to capital and the total financial requirement to open up dispensaries or retail stores. According to the industry report, a publicly traded company and a private multi-state operator have more of a chance to get these licenses than small operators. As a matter of fact, 83% of the medical marijuana stores in Pennsylvania are owned by these multi-state operators. And, pu and publicly traded companies. Capital is much more expensive for small operators. Their percentage of interest is in the mid-teens, extremely expensive. And getting into Pennsylvania medical marijuana market is not cheap at all. But the real problem is the cap on licenses, says Todd Hughes, chair of the Board of Minority Business Association. That is a problem because if there's only a limited amount of, of licenses and the other folks don't have that money, they're totally squeezed out. The only way for an operator to expand is to buy a store and the average price is 25 million. And as I said, I think that's uh, a low number. And so the real issue here in Pennsylvania is access to capital. As congressional lawmakers pursue a bill to federally protect banks, that work with legal marijuana businesses, a bipartisan pair of Pennsylvania senators have announced that they will soon introduce a companion bill right here in the Commonwealth. Senators Santo and Street distributed a co-sponsored memo to colleagues unveiling their plan to file this bill that would safeguard banks and insurers against being penalized by state regulators. Many cannabis-related businesses are locked out of the banking system without access to financial tools. And this is what they're trying to eliminate. The, the problem is, is that if they can't do banking, they're doing a cash business, which disproportionately puts their staff, their patients, and the community at large at risk. It's a public safety issue. 
The pending legislation would make it so no state agency could prohibit, penalize, or otherwise disparage a financial institution or insurer from providing financial insurance services to legitimate cannabis-related businesses or the business associates of legitimate cannabis-related businesses. That's a very tough thing. The rules that govern the cannabis industry in Pennsylvania were loosened during the pandemic. Dispensaries were declared an essential business business, and patients were given access to telemedicine consultations to obtain medical marijuana cards. The number of registered caregivers was expanded to unlimited and home delivery was approved, which says the ability to quickly meet the needs of the cannabis community is telling. As discussed earlier, while COVID fast-tracked certain aspects of PA cannabis industry, major hurdles still exist, i.e. access to banking. Well, that's a wrap for this week. For our PA cannabis report, I'm Claudia Post reporting for Most Consulting Group, and I'll be back next week to talk about what's hot and what's not in Pennsylvania. From We Talk News, have a great week. In the Bay State, Revolutionary Clinics has grown into one of the most successful medical dispensaries in the state with its three locations in the greater Boston area. And now in an article in New Cannabis Ventures, CEO Keith Cooper outlines plans to expand to other states. You can see that article on the Pro Cannabis Media LinkedIn page. In the meantime, for the rest of the news from the Bay State, here's Ron Marshallsey. I'm Ron Marshallsey with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report for We Talk News. Here in Massachusetts, the state is considering a bill that would establish cannabis cafes. In 2018, the Cannabis Control Commission started a pilot program where select cities and towns would set up cannabis cafes. Anyone 21 and older would be allowed to purchase and consume marijuana-related products on the premises of these places. On Monday, lawmakers took action to cut some red tape that would allow the pilot program to move forward. The bill includes a part where residents are able to weigh in on matters before the cafes are set up in their area. Recently approved state licenses will soon allow over 100 new cannabis cultivation sites to open for business, but they're going to have to fight for construction materials because of continuous supply chain problems. Charlotte Hanna of Rebel, a cannabis company based in New York with an adult use dispensary in Western Mass, was quoted as saying, I'm dealing with supply chain like you wouldn't believe. It is terrible. My HVAC condensers are delayed until May. That is something that is killing our industry. It's 10 months to get these things. In Massachusetts, you can't grow cannabis without heating and cooling. We're not California. This is a massive problem. Hannah also says she doesn't think she'll be able to get her cultivation online this year at all. And finally, a few dozen workers at two different cannabis dispensaries filed petitions for union representation with the National Labor Relations Board last week. Gabe Camacho, political director for the United Food and Commercial Workers Local 1445, talked about how they've had an in-house committee of workers at those dispensaries that have been talking about improving their work conditions. Also, that the very issue of having union representation at the shop floor is extremely important. Equally important are wages, benefits, and other economic items. Local 1445 filed a petition for union representation on behalf of the employees of INSA in the company's Salem Adult Use Retail Outlet, as well as another the following day on behalf of workers at Sanctuary Medicinals in Gardner. That's this week's Massachusetts Cannabis Report. For Weed Talk News, I'm Ron Marshallsey.
Bay State Cannabis Report is supported by Holyoke Cannabis, Holyoke's finest cannabis recreational experience. In Washington State, one of the first states to introduce legal cannabis sales, and they are now 10 years in. There's some changes, though, to the system that advocates are welcoming. Here's the Talking Hedge host, Josh Kincaid, with our report from that state. I'm Josh Kincaid from the Talking Hedge with the Washington State Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. Washington drafted a bill to protect qualified medical cannabis patients from arrest. Washington's developed one of the most intensely regulated systems of any state, including the unequal treatment of some patients over others with regards to the status under the law, something that's now being required to be improved upon via House Bill 1105 to provide equal civil and criminal protections to every Washington resident who has authorization from the healthcare provider for medical cannabis. No patient should face criminal charges simply because they've chosen not to be entered in a medical marijuana registry. It's been 10 years since Washington's led the nation by legalizing recreational cannabis across the state, and though there is still work to be done, this new legislation is a step forward. All individuals who use cannabis products medicinally are now one step closer to being guaranteed the same protection from arrest, prosecution, or having their plants seized regardless of whether they're registered in the Voluntary Medical Marijuana Registry database. Next week, you guys are going to find out about Washington State's January cannabis monthly sales figures. But with that, we're going to have to roll up this Washington State cannabis report. I'm Josh Kincaid from the Talking Hedge reporting for Weed Talk News. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. And I'm out. Next time you go to grab a soda, it might be one made with something green. Pepsi's latest Rockstar Energy drink will be infused with hemp seed oil and spearmint, lemon balm, and caffeine. So no CBD or THC, but hey, it's a start. And that's We Talk News for this week. I'm Elena Pinto from Pro Cannabis Media. And remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. So use it responsibly. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of Pro Cannabis Media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Difference is building a solution for that individual. Not just a custom, here's a box, here's a video, here's how you make your VMS. We custom design and custom build every situation for exactly what the customer needs. And we keep the cost low. We have multiple tiers, you know, as far as what you're looking at on the cost side of things. If you want a one-time, you know, where you just pay one initial cost, we have that. If you want to maintain your system and have the highest protection and highest capabilities and highest upgrades at all times, we have different plans for you. But we scale it so it's scalable and affordable 100%. Pro 
Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at ProCanna Media, on Instagram at ProCannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at ProCannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on ProCannabis Media, Twitter at ProCanna Media, and on twitch.tv backslash ProCannabisMedia. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.